the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. I'd just like to take a moment to thank Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus, indeed. And thank you for Jesus for the fact that the hurricane down in Adelia was not as damaging as many people thought and predicted it was. Of course, the left and the Biden administration is doing everything that they can to convince people uh, that that and airplane turbulence is increasing because of climate change. We're going to give you an update of what's happening down in Florida in a moment. That will be a part of tonight's show. After the first break, we've got Brigitte Gabriel will be back with us from Act for America. It's been a while since we've had that firebrand on the show. She is a fan favorite of you all. And she is here because her organization, which is the largest grassroots national security organization in the nation with chapters all over the country will be here to share with you uh, why Act for America is incredibly concerned about who the Biden administration is looking to make the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs. So she's going to be here after the first break. You know you don't want to miss Brigitte Gabriel. Bottom half of the hour, we've got Jesse Jane Duff. JJD is going to be in the house. Gunnery Sergeant JJD. The Gold Star family, speaking of the military, were at a hearing and spoke about the representing the 13 that lost their lives as a direct result of Joe Biden and the Biden administration. We're going to talk to Jesse Jane Duff about that and about the women vote as we go into 2024. The narrative is, is that Trump cannot win the women vote. And we and that's the reason why we, quote, lost the 2020 election, although that gateway pundit story that I've been sharing with you guys every step along the way, which has to do with the voter fraud efforts that took place. And then and, uh, there was an arrest that was made in October of 2020. The FBI has been burying the story. Well, it continues to get more explosive and it is absolutely hardcore evidence of widespread election fraud in the United States in 2020. And that's just a few of the topics we're going to be covering tonight. If you want to call in, I've got a question for you guys in a moment. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, though, i got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. Uh, we're counting down the days. Uh, we had we had two shows left together, AK. Well, three, if you still include tonight. Um, well, four, technically, although we're going to be off on Labor Day, so we'll be doing a best of, I'm assuming. Uh, maybe it will be just all segments of, uh, DJ Potato Skins. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be you giving Tater Skin recipes. Um, hmm. Maybe they'll just have to tune in Monday to find out, right? That's right. 
Um, I've got a question for you guys tonight, though. Speaking of Labor Day, I was thinking on the way in, I've been pretty blessed in my work life. I've done, I've not really had a job. Like, remember the TV show, Micro Show, um, Dirty Jobs? I think it was. It was just, I mean, who did not watch Dirty Jobs? And, you, and, and to watch that show was to really make you grateful for whatever job you did have at the time, right? <laughs> I got to thinking how blessed I was, uh, you know, in my work life. I haven't really done a really nasty, filthy, horrible job. There's been some jobs I've loved more than others. But I was thinking I would really love to hear from people have really done some kind of crazy, difficult, horrible job that you just, you know, you just got to do it. Uh, you know, I grew up hearing about Mama's Days working on the dairy farm that she grew up on having to milk cows at 4 a.m. So if you've got a really uh, bad job, uh, a dirty jobs or a bad job story you want to share, 888-344-1170. And we could also flip it skins. If somebody's got like a really cool, amazing job where other people would be like, that is so cool. I would give anything to do that job. I'd love to hear that as well. 888-344-1170. Right now, people are thinking, Skins, how in the world could you leave working on the AK show? No, it just very, doesn't get any better. Easy. Than- God's calling me in another direction. And when God when God calls you, you say yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a job to where it was like dirty job, Mike Rose, dirty jobs level, horrible? No. Me neither. I've been so blessed. I've been absolutely blessed. Um, Let's take a little trip down to Florida, though, shall we? Because they are, speaking of jobs, it is going to be quite the job uh, to try to recover from down there. We've got 300,000 people that are still left without power down there. People have lost their businesses. Uh, um, I, I think... Thank goodness and thank the good Lord, the death count has been fairly low, uh, but that doesn't mean that the destruction it has been small because it hasn't been. And one thing that we can say about Ron DeSantis, whether you want him in 2024 or not, he is a heck of a phenomenal governor in response to disasters. Can't take that away from him. Absolutely cannot. In fact, I am loving what I, I'm going to start with this, this little ditty from him because I am loving what he had to say today about looters clip eight and i've told all of our personnel at the state level you know you you protect people's property and and we are not going to tolerate any looting in the aftermath of a natural disaster i mean it's just ridiculous that you would try to do something like that on the heels of an almost category four hurricane hitting this community i'd also just remind potential looters that people, you never know what you're walking into. People have a right to defend their mm-hmm. property. Uh, this part of Florida, you got a lot of advocates and some proponents of the Second Amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters. And I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. <laughs> you loot, we shoot. Okay, you know what? I'm kind of liking that, Skins. After Katrina, the looting was absolutely de- beyond disgusting. Oh, it's good that you put it out put it out there before anything even happened. Yeah. You loot, we shoot. And you know what? That should be that should have been the case and what, what the message that's what the message should have been after uh the George Floyd riots and in Black Lives Matter and Antifa. That should be the case. That should be the message to anybody. All these smash and grabs and these smash what are, what are they called uh, smash mobs or smash robs or whatever they're called. Yeah, I think, uh, that smash, should be smash mobs. Smash smash mobs. In fact, there was a jewelry store in Pasadena today that was robbed and this man, I heard an 
interview with him and I literally got choked up. This man has owned this jewelry store in Pasadena for 20 years. I can tell from his accent that he's an immigrant. I can't tell what country might have come from. And he said, I've worked my entire life for this business. And they took everything, every item out of his store. I wish that that message for everybody across this country was you loot, we shoot. I wish that whoever come into his store got a bullet between the eyes. I really do. To hear the, the to hear that man's devastation and what was done to him is absolutely appalling. So I love what Ron DeSantis is doing down in Florida for his hurricane relief. Um, I, I I do think that he needs to be dealing with the insurance crisis that's down there. He supposedly has done a really good job, according to Joe Biden, in working with the Biden administration. Um, and I'm sure that DeSantis is just so grateful to have this dude uh, down there working with him. Um, Here's what I, I, I was started to pull the clip, but I didn't. A lot of people are playing this clip of him today about Joe Biden, where he started with the joke. And um, it I actually don't think it. I think it's being overhyped in terms of Joe Biden making a joke at the expense of hurricane victims. I actually don't think he was. Um, I, I think that he's such a creep that we don't need to manufacture creep moments for Joe Biden. I think it's crappy enough that Joe Biden said this today about climate change. One of the things that Democrats do that just makes me so disgusted is whenever there is any type of a crisis, uh, they the, the, the bodies are while the bodies are still laying bleeding, while families haven't been notified when there's mass shootings, uh, when they there's in the narrative, they yeah, the uh, the the narrative is already being spun and the victims are being exploited. And that's the case with this climate change crap. Skins, please play clip. Five. You know, we usually don't, we're, we're not this engaged this often, but this last couple of years with climate change and really kicking in, uh, you guys are going 24 hours a day and 365 days a year, and it seems to just keep piling up. FEMA has not been doing any more. We have not had any more national disasters in that, in, in, for FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Association, to have to deal with in the past two years than any other time. In fact, quite frankly, it's been less in the past two years. I'm just sick of the lies going on about climate change. And by the way, did, did Joe Biden say anything today about Maui? Has he said anything today about Hawaii? They're just not even discussing it. No, Corrine Jean-Bierre is out there lying and trying to gaslight the American people that the FEMA response out there and Joe Biden's response was absolutely perfect. There's, they're looking yesterday, I reported that the San, the Hawaii Department of, State Department of Education is saying there's over 2,200 missing children from Lahaina from their schools. 2,200. And this creep is, is in Florida talking about or at FEMA talking about climate change. An absolute creep. Let's get back to Ron DeSantis before we take a break, because he's asking fellow Americans to contribute to the Florida Disaster Fund. Please play clip six. Well, everybody's watching Florida. They're obviously concerned about this. This is a national news story for the last several days. Uh, What can folks at home watching us do to help Florida? We actually have a disaster relief fund, uh, floridadisasterfund.org. We did over 60 million for Hurricane Ian. And so that was doing things like helping teachers because you have the people that your community depends on. They have to be there with the kids or the first responders have to be there helping the rest of us 
some of their homes got destroyed right, too. So we were able to come up and do, and we helped teachers, we helped police officers, we helped firefighters, uh, we helped other folks who had needs. A, a government bureaucracy is not going to be able to solve every problem. There's going to be things that need to be done. So this disaster fund, they've already had a couple million dollars come in, you know, we'll end up more. And then this way, targeted relief uh, that's flexible for people in these areas. I'm not sure about that, Skins. What do you think? Uh, d- donate to a state fund? Um, that's not, to me, not really a conservative position. I prefer to, and and, and he, like I said, he's a phenomenal govern- governor when it comes to hurricane response. But I, I believe in, in, in a post-Katrina world, even in states where there were Republican governors, the greatest help and the greatest successful help came in the form of nonprofit and religious uh, affiliated nonprofit charity organizations who did the best work. Yep. I'm just not comfortable in giving to uh, to a state uh, uh, you know uh, fund like that I think you uh, I think because it is government and not every state or local official that's involved in the state of Florida is a conservative there's too many pockets of liberal crazy crap going on in Florida for me to give my money to I'd rather give it to an organization that I knew was going to go down there and where it's actually going to get it into the hands I, I and quite and quite frankly I want to make sure uh, you know uh, it's going to go to teachers how do we know that that money's not going to go to a union that's then going to suck up the money so um, I don't know how much uh, oversight that Ron DeSantis himself is going to be given to that fund so that's just that's just my take there on that um, I, I, I don't know as well I, I have to think when you have Joe Biden making these kinds of comments about climate change, do you think let, let's play clip four and then then I've got a question for you, Skins. There's still some deniers out there in terms of uh, whether or not climate change has anything to do with any of this. And uh, we're going to need a whole hell of a lot more money to deal with emergency appropriations to deal with all you're taking care of. Do you think that Ron DeSantis should have clapped back in any way against Joe Biden in these claims tying uh, this hurricane to climate change and fundraising off of that? No. I agree. I don't think this is the time to, to politicize it. I think there's people in need down there, and it's absolutely not the time to politicize it. There's never a time in which our military should be politicized. Joining me next is Brigitte Gabriel from Act for America and why her organization is trying to stop the Biden administration from making their choice, uh, Air Force Colonel, I believe, uh, Air Force General C.Q. Brown to be the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Stay tuned for Brigitte Gabriel. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't forget to follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Email me. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Uh, don't forget also that our podcast gets uploaded by noon every day the next day. And uh, our live calling number is 888-344-1170. My question of ton- for tonight's show is if you wanted to share, we're going into Labor Day weekend, if you want to share any horrible work situations that have happened to you, any terrible jobs you've had, or um, if you've had a really, really, really cool 
cool job that you wanted to share with us. We'd love to hear that from you. Uh, I also promised you guys after the first break that we would have the one and only number one fan favorite Brigitte Gabriel, national security analyst, New York Times bestselling author and chairman of actforamerica.org. And of course, her latest bestseller is Rise. And she joins me now. Hello, Brigitte Gabriel. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Uh, thank you. I'm delighted to be back with you. All righty. So, um, since I've got limited time, let's get right into it. And I, and I know that, um, you are, I've already, for those who are, who are new to the show, who may be one of five people who've never heard of you, Brigitte runs Act for America, which is the, the largest grassroots national security organization in the country with chapters all over. I don't know how many pieces of legislation they've already pushed through to protect this country. The latest. Uh, how many? 210. Wow, 210. And now they want to pass um, S-1811, the Military Merit, Fairness, and Equality Act of 2023, and to not confirm DEI champion U.S. Air Force General Brown as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Brigitte Gabriel, tell everybody why uh, we need to support this act and stop uh, this appointment. Uh, Look, Andrea, the U.S. military has embraced critical race theory, diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, uh, based program that aligns with Marxist and anti-capitalist ideologies, claiming their aim is to foster a more diverse and inclusive environment, which will improve military readiness. Our soldiers and officers have committed themselves to upholding the Constitution, and as such, they deserve the same constitutional protection they have vowed to defend. Right now, prioritize unity, equity, and merit-based principles is not only essential for a strong and functional military, but also for upholding the core values that our military and our nation stands for. And right now, we have a problem because the Senate, as soon as they come back, they are getting ready to nominate and confirm uh, General Brown, who is all about diversity, equity, and inclusion, who believes that we have too many white people in the Air Force, too many white people in the military, that we need to recruit people based on their color, not their merits. So they are turning white people away in reference to bringing people who are less qualified to fill the job. This is not something we can gamble with in our military. Our military is there to defend us. We want people to go to Act for America actforamerica.org and click on act now you will see all the campaigns we have to stop the confirmation of general brown and to also immediately pass s1811 the military merit fairness and equality act of 2023 people need to take action we have an email prepared for you to send to your elected official for uh, uh, facebook post you can post on your social media and twitter we give you their number we give you a script what to say to them all you have to do is take action. It takes you less than two minutes. Go to actforamerica.org and take action today. We absolutely have to do this because, and, and, um, the whole point, I'm the daughter of two Marines, Brigitte Gabriel, and I know firsthand what military life is all, what it's supposed to be about, what the chain of command is supposed to be about, about unit, unity and uniformity yep. and what the value of all that, the intention of that and what the, uh, behind that and what it's, how it fosters readiness and a military fighting force that can actually defeat the enemy. The entire yep. purpose of why their heads all get shaved and they all 
all have to wear the same uniform is because it's about sacrificing themselves individually for something greater. And it's also about the um, the few, the proud, the Marines, and be all that you yep. can be in the Army is all about highly skilled individuals as well right. coming together on behalf of the United States uh, of America and defeating the bad guys. It's exactly. not it's not meant to be a petri dish for sociological experiments. Experiments, exactly. There's no place for transgenderism going on in this. They're, they've now they've now expanded diversity, equity, inclusion in the military to where uh, they uh, all their surgeries are going to be paid for. That's and right. while the non-trans military personnel have to be ready to go and fight in Ukraine, which is what's coming next. If you're a transgender, you don't have to. You don't have to meet all the same uniform requirements. You don't have to go on deployment like everybody else. They get special treatment. How in the world are we going to have a fighting force that can fight in, in Ukraine, fight against Russia, fight against China, when the focus is on anything but being a fighting force? Exactly. And you know, Andrea, a recent survey found that nearly 7 in 10 active service members believe the armed forces are being politicized and that this would affect whether they encourage their children to enlist. This is a problem because, you know, Andrea, in our military, you, I mean, you see three and four generations serving in our military from the same family. We have allowed our top military leaders to fully implement a Marxist device, DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion weapon designed for maximum division, deconstruction, and transformation of our military as a hyper-partisan taxpayer-funded institution that works against our U.S. Constitution, our capitalist system, and the American people, and they are focusing on a cultural revolution in lieu of providing Mm -hmm. uh, for our national defense. We must urgently banish diversity, equity, and inclusion, critical race theory, and all discriminatory practices that undermine our military strength. Mm -hmm. We must rebuild our U.S. military's reputation as the foremost global force to deter potential adversaries like China and Russia and Iran. And I I can go down the list. Our enemies are circling us. Our enemies are watching what we are doing with our military. And they are laughing because we know we have become a paper tiger. And right now, Andrea, for everybody who is listening to us right now, if you have never in your life uh, were engaged politically, if you've never in your life called your elected official, right now America is on a cliff. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are gambling with everything. But when you start gambling with our military, when our military is too weak to protect us, we are gone. We are lost as a nation. This is the front line. We are at the front line right now, and we've got to beef up the forces that protect us and protect the families and the people who are behind. And that's why we are urging everyone to contact Congress right now. Please go to actforamerica.org. Click on the Act Now campaign. Do not confirm that General Brown, this general that they want to confirm, he is the master. He is a Marxist through and through. Mm -hmm. He has already destroyed our Air Force. You know, he was nominated to lead the Air Force in 2020. And from 2020 till now, you know, every year the military issues an assessment report. He has literally drove our Air Force into the ground. Mm-hmm. And we, he is going to do the same thing to our all our military. Yes. And by the way, Andrea, this guy will make Millie look like General Patton. <laughs> I mean, this is how woke he is. Yeah. And now is the time to speak up. Now is the time to become engaged. It will take less than two minutes of your time. 
We made it so easy for you. You don't have to write the email. We wrote it for you. All you have to do is confirm and your name with your signature on it. We have made the social media posts for you. We have prepared the Twitter for you. All you have to do is post it. We have, we have given you their phone numbers to the senators that we need to put the pressure on with the script, the phone script. All you have to do is read it. Literally, the process will take you less than two minutes to make a difference for the country. Act for America. Tell, tell everybody where to go. People can go to actforamerica.org, act, A-C-T-F-O-R, america.org, and take action. You will see all our action campaigns, and you will see the action campaign, the Act Now campaign with General Brown. Brigitte Gabriel, thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Thank you for all that you do for our national security. Thank you so much for having me with you. Have a great evening. You too, honey. All right. Now, if you you know uh, from one fan favorite to the next, from Brigitte Gabriel to Jesse Jane Duff, she's going to be with us after this next break. So don't go away. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, she pretty much blew the roof off of our town hall we had here in San Diego. Just absolutely phenomenal contribution um, because uh, this lady, she is a firebrand. Um, I'm proud to call her friend. In case you didn't know who Jesse Jane Duff, JJD is, she's Gunnery Sergeant U.S. Marine Corps, retired. She's a Newsmax analyst, 2020 campaign co-chair for Veterans for Trump and an ambassador for America First Policy Institute, and she joins me now. Hey, JJD, thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Oh, goodness, I can never say no to you. You've <laughs> always, you're always the greatest host. I love being on your show, and California is my home, so I, there's no way I can neglect my fellow Californians, let alone my favorite California host. Well, thank you so much. Even though I know you're rocking the Big Apple this week, I've been watching you, and you're just tearing it out, uh, tearing it up out there. So uh, I know, you, I know, it's been a long day for you. I want to talk about the women vote with you, and um, and, and I want to talk about it from two perspectives. Um, one, really, from from the fact that the the narrative by so from so many on the DeSantis team is that that Trump lost in twenty twenty. First of all, they're trying to claim that there was no election fraud, and I have been covering extensively the Gateway Pundit Michigan fraud situation going on there. So, but um, but the backdrop to to uh, the to the DeSantis campaign is that the election Joe Biden won fair and square, and that Trump lost because he lost the suburban woman vote. And I don't agree with that from a variety of standpoints. Number one, because I believe, and it's not just because I'm the daughter of two Marines, but I believe that there's a whole lot of security moms out there who appreciate the fact that Donald J. Trump was the first president in decades who hadn't taken us into a war and that, that we were much safer as, as, as a nation and as an American people. That's my thoughts on it. Your, what are yours? Yeah, to underestimate the suburban woman and for the left to just take her vote for granted is really just ignorant on their part. Because, uh, first of all, Ron DeSantis, if his campaign is messaging this, which I hadn't seen, but it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. So you're going to run on a campaign that you don't need to tighten up the election integrity in this country. That is really a, a losing battle mm-hmm. right there with conservatives, because if you poll across America, even liberals poll pretty high on thinking that something was shady with the election. So let's just go back. You've got Hillary Clinton that said the election was stolen. You've got uh, what's the lady of the, the lady down there in Georgia who says the election was stolen. Stacey You've got Al Gore that claimed that his election was stolen. Oh, but then when Ron, then when Trump says, look, there were some election problems now. Oh, no, it's not a valid issue. I think both sides have agreed that they don't like how elections are run. Let's just okay. so let's quit this tug of war on who hates it more. Hillary Clinton has ramped up her dialogue over and over and called Donald Trump an illegitimate president. We saw members of Congress try not to certify the vote for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. We also saw members of Congress try not to certify the vote for George Bush and make claims that Al Gore was the legitimate president. So they can just all stop this. Everybody has had concerns with elections. So let's come to the middle and agree what we should agree upon. Let's not have elections last for 45 days. Let's not send in mail-in ballots. All you should be doing is absentee ballots like our military uses, or you have a legitimate uh, reason so that we know there is signature verification. There's no way you're going to convince me that all of those mail-in ballots in California were signature verified. No. We all know that in Georgia there were ample there was ample evidence of over 300,000 people that were illegitimately registered to vote in Georgia for whatever criteria and over 60,000 of those people did vote. That's why Donald Trump was so aggressive with the Secretary of State when he said find me the votes. He wasn't saying go create them. Right. He knew that there was massive numbers of people who had voted that either had a no signature verified Verification. There was lists of this. They knew this. People without a registered address that were libraries or whatnot that were not an address, which is required by Georgia law. People who lived out of state. People who had voted twice. And Roethlisberger, I'm going to say his name incorrectly. I'm not pronouncing it right. But the Secretary of State essentially said, well, we addressed those issues. Mm. No, you hadn't. Mm-mm. So I think we all should agree. Uh, Stacey Abrams, that was her name. Mm. She claimed that her, the election was stolen. So, uh, well, and so did Kareem Jean-Pierre. Excuse me for interrupting. So did Corrine Jean-Pierre, who's the current White House spokesperson. And let's not forget, I don't know because you've been so busy, you've been able to follow the Gateway Pundit. Every day it's more information that has come out regarding this Michigan voter fraud scandal where someone was actually arrested. The FBI covered it up going back to October of 2020. The Michigan Attorney General there is prosecuting a bunch of old retirees for many felonies when uh, they've buried and didn't prosecute we now know uh the fraud that took place with a woman that they arrested in october of 2020 fast forward the story we now know that the company behind that gbi strategies uh that director gary bell had 70 organizations operating in 20 states in 2020 and and all tied to the joe biden campaign so So i don't so and so my point is yeah my point is both sides have claimed election fraud, so we better clean up our election rosters. Let's get rid of the voters that haven't voted for 10 years and claim that they're still legit. You've got to respond to your voter registration. You have to show active membership. We know that there has been lawsuits by uh, a Judicial Watch against Los Angeles County where they found ample people that were registered but no longer existed. So let's just clean up. We know this. And for DeSantis' team to dismiss this is not helping Republicans, number one. Number two, to get back to your 
your suburban woman comment. There's nobody who knows more how the gas prices are kicking her tail. And as a suburban mom, because she knows she has to commute her kids around. She, there's nobody who knows more how inflation is hurting the home budget, where they may now have to work two or three jobs to make sure that they can pay the bills because the wages are not keeping up with inflation. This is such an undermining thought that they know the suburban moms knew that Donald Trump had lower gas prices, knew that the inflation rate was low. People were employed. Their husbands, they were employed. Their sons were employed. Everybody in their family was employed. And they know that they had good wages. They know that the nation was secure. So when they're trying to suggest that suburban women were not voting for Trump, I'll tell you the largest coalition, which I was a part of, that had the highest numbers of people applying to be a part of was the women for Trump. Mm -hmm. Women to sit there and act as if they're passive passive little sheep and they want to all be, you know, these lefties is a stereotype that should insult all the conservative women because they have more at stake than most men do. They're the ones that have to care about their children in a more stressful way than most fathers often do. I'm not suggesting there's not good fathers, but it hits home for them when their son can't get a job, their daughter can't get a job, their husband's out of a job, or inflation is keeping their kids living at home Mm -hmm. and everybody is eating out of the same kettle every night because they can't afford to get better food. So bottom line, how undermining, because we know this is not true. They have no factual evidence to say that. Right. Absolutely. And and I also think from a security standpoint, uh, the uh, somebody came out the other day, a foreign leader from uh, one of the former Eastern Bloc countries who said, we need Donald Trump back in office because he's the one that would bring peace to this Ukraine-Russian situation. Nobody else is wanting peace. And Donald Trump would provide that. And we and, and, and right now, we just have Brigitte Gabriel on for Act for America and talking about how we've got to stop the the. Uh, uh, General Brown from taking over as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Uh, what the left is doing to our military is an abomination, isn't it? Oh, it's horrific. And not only that, I'll give you some more bad news. The uh, VA finally had VA reform under Donald Trump, and they let go of all of the corrupt people within the VA. They were able to finally, after years and years of effort, I can't give I, I give Donald Trump credit because he made it finally happen. But it took years of effort, pounding away, pounding away. They released all of these VA employees that were substandard employees who had committed fraudulent activity. And guess who's bringing them all back to work mm. with back pay? Wow. Joe Biden. Unbelievable. Joe Biden. And so the VA that we've all had these stories to talk about for years, if not decades, of undermining the care for our veterans finally got rid of all of these people who were basically frauding the system or putting people on wait lists so that they could get their bonuses Mm. or providing illegitimate care or not passing their uh, reviews or inspections. Finally, they got past those unions and said, no, you must hold the VA accountable. Joe Biden rewards them, brings them back and with back pay. So to suggest that suburban women are just a bunch of sheep, I find it Mm. um, uh, apathetic. We want a strong man and women what, or a strong woman, for that matter. Yeah. But this man, Donald Trump, is a warrior like no other. We don't know, not one of us know a single man in our lives that is willing to do a job like that for no pay. No one who is willing to have four indictments and keep fighting and yes. not just go off and play golf. How many people have that intestinal fortitude? Few, if any. And that is greater than Ron DeSantis could ever demonstrate. I mean, God willing, he's a successful governor. 
and he helps his state, but he is not the man to run this country because Donald Trump has a proven record and he knows where the bodies are buried and he's going to come in and clean house harder than he did the first round because we know the first round, he learned about it and he underestimated how deviant and corrupt the left really would be. None of us predicted this. No. This was not on anybody's bingo card. No. That they were going to indict him four times. You know, if we had this conversation three years ago, ah, we wouldn't have thought it ever. Well, this is why Jesse Jane Duff uh, practically got a standing ovation at our local town hall and is now a local folk hero. <laughs> Love you so much, Jesse Jane Duff. Tell everybody how to follow you on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter. I know. I keep seeing Twitter still. I know. Okay, I'm an X. I'm an X on Xer at Jesse Jane Duff. J E S S I E J A N E D U F F as in Frank. And you can find me there. I'm active all day, every day. I don't have a life. I'm on Twitter every day. And uh, Newsmax. And 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 uh, yes, on Newsmax. Thank you for being I'll here, be, my dear. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll be much. on Newsmax on America Agenda for two hours tomorrow if you want to catch me. Oh, of course. Thank I you. wouldn't miss it. All right, girl. Take it easy. And you guys, uh, come on back. We're going to take a tiny little break. And we've got uh, uh, one of my nominees for Here of the Week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that story with you on the other side of the break. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, Skins, what was the first job you ever had? I don't like giving pi- private information out on the radio, but it was it it, it was uh, it was in retail. Well, it's not private information. What job you did? I'm, you know, I'm well, just unless you were at CIA, unless way. you were CIA. I mean, my first job was there was a, a coworker of Mama's who um, used to have parties on Wednesday night, and he would pay me five dollars an hour the next day to go and clean up. And, you know, and it was kind of grubby because he smoked. And that's back when people had ashtrays and smoked. But you know what? Five dollars an hour. I was I'm like, I'm there. So that was my very first job. I think I was. Well, no, my very first job. I might have been a babysitter. I mean, I don't know. Do kids even do these like little jobs anymore? Like babysitting or mowing the lawn. Um, I don't think kids do paper routes anymore because I don't think there is such a thing as newspapers being delivered anymore i I just you know so much is so much is has changed technology has changed a lot in this country and not necessarily for the better i don't even think kids even work anymore really that i know of i mean there are like the the ut still 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 offers a paper and i and i my parents get it get their paper delivered on a on a on a daily basis so so you can it, it is out there I just wonder if kids do these paper routes anymore like they used to. Um, all right. If you have a bad job story you want to share. I mean, I, I've not really had a horrible job that, uh, you know, I, one of my favorite jobs was when I worked at Fasulo Drugs when I was in high school and college. And um, I was the one, uh, if there was mice running around, <laughs> I used to chase them around with a broom. I wasn't scared of these mice. So, you know, that wasn't the best part of, of the job. But, you know, I, you know I, I, can, I, can, I can manage somehow, I think, to find some fun in no matter what it is I do. So well, you, should be, you should be having fun. I mean, that's, well, yeah. that's part of what, you know, makes things worthwhile. You know, it's all an experience that you can share with people. So there you have it. Um, all right, I've got a nominee for Hero of the Week, and I didn't have time to get into it with JJD 
uh, Mara. I would have played this clip for her. But we, we've got, you know, we haven't been talking as much about the military lately. And so we've had now, you know, two segments. Well, I guess with Jesse Jane Duff, it was more about the fact that um, not so much about the military, more about uh, the false narratives about the women vote. And I personally know as a woman that national security matters to me in my vote. And I care about whether or not we've got military readiness. I care about whether or not our military leaders are making the right decisions. And I care about just because it happens somewhere around the world doesn't mean that I don't care about it. It doesn't mean that I don't understand how it could possibly affect me. Yesterday, Jack Posobiec tweeted out um, something about um, our, 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 our leaders absolutely would launch us into, an, uh, 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 into a world war just to try to get rid of a lot of able-bodied, strong male types, and I'm paraphrasing. And so many people were coming for him, including a whole lot of conservative neocons, because they're all about the military-industrial complex, and you're not allowed to question. If they want to send us into battle, you're not allowed to question why. On the fifth anniversary of 9-11, when I interviewed Major General Bob Scales, I asked him a question. I said, from a military standpoint, do you believe that you can support the military without supporting the mission? And he said, yes, you can. You, you, you as an American citizen have every right to question whether or not our military are being used, whether or not our taxpayer money is being used properly to go into battle. It's a part of what they fight for. You look at all the you you look at that that our freedoms are being slowly taken away from us. And why would anybody want their military, their, their sons or daughters to join the military, especially then when you see a corrupt bag of bones who has no soul like Joe Biden as commander in chief. I want you to listen what, to what one of the Gold Star fathers had to say. He is a father of one of the 13 in Afghanistan who were killed unnecessarily. In fact, I'm not sure if you guys know, but a stand down order was issued in which they could have taken out the suicide bomber who killed these 13 Americans. Listen to Gold Star Father Mark Schmitz, clip nine. Not a single person has been held accountable. Our so-called leader can't seem to even utter their names in public, not even once. Mr. Biden has run his entire political campaign for 50 years as the family man. Well, I've got news for you, sir. The curtain has been lifting, and that campaign slogan will never work again. We have seen what's going on in your family, and even worse, we've seen how you've been treating us as Gold Star families. And there couldn't be anything more disgusting and cowardly than the way you have treated us. You are a disgrace to this nation. You have no business having ultimate command over our military, and I regret not saying that to your face when I had the opportunity in Dover. I felt it more more important to bite my tongue But I also had more important things on my mind at that time, like receiving my son's lifeless body stateside. Skins, let's stop it right there, and I want to pick that up on the other side of the break. I may replay it for anybody who missed this hour. It's just that important. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Andrea K. Show coming right up. Don't go away. A war has been waged against the soul of America, and the battlefield is in the classrooms. Education or indoctrination, the new book by Bob Walters. There was a time. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.